0: Hello and welcome to The Just Interesting Podcast, episode 87. And with me, Robin, today are uh, Martin and Alex. It's a full house. It's a trio. Woo!
1: Woohoo, yes.
0: Well, it welcome. With- <laughs> <laughs> After it's that enthusiastic opening. That's great. That's great.
2: It's always lovely getting to chat with you both. I'm very excited to be here today. Yeah, I'm so glad you're I'm here.
1: I'm back from my... Uh, where, was where was I? Where was I streaking this time?
2: I think. Dartmoor, I, I think, was, was the last report. Dartmoor, Moore, that was it. it yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the moors, the moors, murderer. <laughs> How was it, Martin? Did you get away? liberating? You get any frostbite? Well, I guess you didn't with it this. No, way, it was.
1: Did you? It was I, I, t- I timed it absolutely perfectly. If anything, it was too warm. A little bit sunburned, a little bit red, but you know, it's what you it's what you pay for when you when you're a uh, a streaker. You know, you've got to take the rough with the smooth, quite literally.
0: And you oh, do like it God. rough,
1: yeah. And it is good when it's it's rough.
0: <laughs> you do. Well, today we're talking about something that's actually very exciting, and at least I should hope everybody is excited about it, because everybody should be excited about it. It's fusion power. It's yeah. the future, guys. It is here. It has <laughs> arrived. Fusion, or rather, that is the question we'll be tackling today. Has it arrived? I mean, it's
2: always arriving, isn't it? It's never quite here. It's always five years away. Mm. But I mean, I'll see you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But but there is news in in the news, uh, brand new developments that imply maybe it isn't five years away, Alex. Maybe it's just a couple of years away.
2: A window has gone narrower. Okay. It has gone narrower. And actually,
0: we now have uh, there are also other developments in recent months, uh, means we have some hard dates, some targets, some actual calendrical. Targets for fusion power being put into action, at least in some countries. And we'll discuss okay. that in when we come to the main topic uh, later on this episode. But before we do that, we'll be discussing things that will then this week. We'll be addressing our favorite comments uh from the week made on past podcast episodes. And we'll be ending everything with a quiz. it'll be Martin and Alex going head to head. Currently, the score tracker is six to Alex and five to Martin. So Ooh, okay. one of them work. will either get ahead or draw even in which case this season's quiz will never end because (laughs) I'll never be a winner. We, we'll get there. Are we'll we
2: ending there. the season on on episode ninety? That makes sense, doesn't it? That will make sense. Nice, yeah, it's a that nice makes Because yeah. I think we I ended like season
0: two on episode forty. It feels like it's been a long time since season three began. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, it wasn't we that say long. Season, ago, but...
2: There is literally no dis, like discernible difference between the seasons. There's. <laughs> there's it's no... just a
0: constant production line. We're just we're hard at constant. work. We never stop. You know. it's why uh, <laughs> As the, a boring aside, that was on my discoveries when the DVD age came about and those TV shows that you watch as a child on TV and just every week there's a new episode new episode new episode and then you go to get the DVDs box set and it's like season two season six and you're just like but they never stopped making them. There was never a break. <laughs> it's not like there was a year between these seasons. It just continued. They just arbitrarily decided to stop it here. <laughs> and then you get the inverse where, like, uh, Martin, you're a fan of the Poro series, aren't you?
1: Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I we,
0: have got the box set. Yeah, with David Suchet. Um, and mm-hmm. they they were doing 10-episode seasons uh, weren't they for the first six seasons? And were shorter that,
1: episodes, yeah.
0: They went uh, from an hour long episodes to feature length episodes. If, if, an hour, if, wow. if
1: an hour, some of them
0: were 45 minutes, have you? Yeah. Then? And then they just kind of each, they just arbitrarily decided this is a season and it's one yeah. episode. So oh, season yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. is yeah. one episode. Yeah. And season yeah, nine matter. is three episodes. Like or the Murder of Express is like a yeah, yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah, is daft, really, isn't it? Doesn't yeah.
2: that really annoy you, though? I hate that when seasons are really irregular. Like, Luther, Luther started with 60 episodes yeah. in the first season. And it was right, four. Yeah. I think. You know, <laughs> <and then laughs> it's, it's not, not that, that bad. It was one season where it's just two episodes.
1: It's not <laughs> a season. The issue the issue is, is when you have expectations and you're like, oh, another season, you sit down and you're like, watch the first two episodes, usually back-to-back, let's be honest, with blood British yeah. drama. They don't want to have like, yeah. a sat And then you're like, ah... Right, cool. Uh, next week, and then it's like it's not on next week. What the hell? Wouldn't <laughs> on next week? And just started. That does happen a lot, actually. You're
0: right. Yeah, British TV is the worst because they have six episodes sitcom seasons. You mm. know, like six <laughs> half-hour episodes. It's yeah. so, just so much work to put it together, and you're like, you look across the pond at America, you're like they have twenty-two hour-long episodes mm. per well, that season. That is
1: also mental.
0: Right? Like, that is mental. I think that is too much. But you do think if they can do it, surely we can, you know, extend well, you it have... to twelve, maybe. Yeah.
1: I'm always, I'm always surprised that US episodes in comedies are like more than twenty minutes because they have so many ads. Like I remember going over mm. going over to the US and turn on the TV and it was literally like the whole two minutes of an episode and then just ads.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, like I don't a know what It was a bit it's extreme. Like
1: a list of side effects from a medicine ad was longer than this section <laughs> the section of the thing you're watching <laughs> is yeah. madness.
0: And you realize that's why the TV schedule has this one episode of Friends in for an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it mostly has. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, as
2: I think that this is what happens when we're not live streaming to a live audience. When we true, do this, that? we true. start yeah. talking about TV. Yeah. Anything and everything. <laughs> for like 10 yeah. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately
0: derailed the whole thing. But yes, as Alex pointed out, normally Sorry. we're doing this live, but this episode is different because we're not doing it live. Uh, that actually, despite that fascinating conversation full of tidbits and facts about TV, what have we learned this week?
1: uh martin well american tv channels no 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 no. don't be silly so i was watching a channel about this guy he's traveled to every country in the world he's called drew binsky i imagine some people have um heard of him well that's the name of his channel i think he's called drew well lucky and um yeah i know right and he was, I watched one episode and he was talking about Turkmenistan, which seems like an interesting, okay, interesting yeah, country, yeah. quite rep- repressive in some ways. But um, the the supreme leader of Turkmenistan has brought in a whole load of quite unusual rules based on just what he likes and doesn't like. Okay. So, um, so the, for the first yeah. thing, is they're like a pretty oil rich country. So the, the capital of Turkmenistan called Ashgabat, um, is made up of a whole load of these huge, ornate white buildings. And they're made of white marble, which, Ooh. of course, is insanely expensive. Yeah, but 80% no. of these huge, vast buildings of this city are made from this white marble. So that's one thing. It's really worth hundreds of billions of dollars to build this city because they're really oil rich. Um, but to, to fit in with the uh, the aesthetic of this particular place being white, the Supreme Leader has banned coloured cars. You can only have white cars in the city. So that's, that's, that's one <laughs> first thing that's been banned. That's tough. Another thing is he, he doesn't particularly like dogs or he thinks they're a bit dirty. So he banned anyone from having pet dogs in the country.
2: Do you know what? Like, it sounds bad. I know he he's, doesn't sound like a nice guy anyway, but that really mm. makes me judge
1: him. No dogs, yeah. yeah. Being yeah. a brutal dog, like bad person, Yeah. That's
2: one thing. But not liking dogs, I mean, come on. That's, that's you're definitely awful. not Even Hitler a bad person. You can if you're a
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. And, and the other one, more recently, is that they banned people using the word coronavirus, using the pandemic. Classic. Classic. I mean, that, just makes, it, that makes sense, really. Maybe they just pretended it didn't exist.
2: What's a coronavirus?
1: What's a mask? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, interesting <laughs> country. Um, but yeah, bizarre. Bizarre. They banned such weird things. And also the capital city is basically deserted. All these huge white marble yeah, uh, yes. buildings that are all for like propaganda and PR. Like, it reminds me a little bit of um, Pyongyang. And uh,
0: yes, it looks nice, yeah. but there's nobody. But there's there. nothing
1: there, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was my little bit from the trip. a it to, to Drew Drew Binsky for his interesting channel. I mean, quite, quite an in, intriguing perspective from someone that's visited every country in the world.
0: Yeah, that's remarkable. Is it just a, just out interest, Martin? Is it a technical? He's visited every country. You know, he stopped over in an airport whilst flying somewhere else. Or has he done a proper two-week visit to every country? I
1: think he, I think he's done a pretty pretty extensive visit, like actually properly stayed there as opposed to ticking it just off the list. I don't know for yeah. sure, but it seems like that because he's been doing it for the last decade, I think, travelling around.
2: Wow. I mean, I'll yeah. have to go over and watch the video, but I mean, was it difficult for him to get into Turkmenistan? Like, is that a difficult country? I think Turkmenistan, to-
1: I, I, if I remember correctly, he had to be with a tour guide right because right. It has like a
2: western tourist yeah. you have to be so there with the talk a tall kind guy. of uh, North yeah. Korea I guess. North
1: Korea as well yeah. yeah yeah so it seemed a bit like that like everything was kind of staged mm. yeah, yeah. because often you get in these oppressive regimes isn't it everything's staged yeah. you can't go off the beaten track
2: you know or at least yeah. that's what
0: Western propaganda says about these actually lovely places. And I think I think they get a bad rep, really. And I'm glad that you've got YouTubers going out there to reveal the beauty of these, uh, not dictatorships, uh, let's say, consolidated government.
1: <laughs> yes, for the greater good. <laughs>
2: and this podcast is sponsored by the Turkmenistan Tourist Board. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, we should definitely play some kind of traditional local music over the top of that <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah we should <laughs> um, as an aside actually I, I, I should like to look into dictatorships actually because there must be way more out there than you think about you assume the world is democracy but I bet mm. if I were oh, a yeah. man I bet it's over half of the world's nations are probably dictatorships to so. varying degrees so yeah,
1: that's it that's it yeah to what degree yeah All right yeah, yeah. naturally as long as if there aren't stringent checks and balances in place. Yeah, it so easily can fall into that, can't it? So easily.
0: Yeah, well, I... in America and the UK, well, yeah. it's teetering on the brink, yeah.
1: Yeah, we have an illusion yeah. of a stable democracy. It's
0: crazy. Yeah. Well, um, Alex, what have you learned this week? Hopefully it's a bit more cheerful than dictatorships. Uh,
2: I don't know about cheerful, <laughs> a bit more uh, mystery-focused, though. Okay. Uh, okay. About one of okay. quite a few people, maybe even both of yours, favourite mysteries. Well, it's definitely Ooh. it's definitely up there. It's Ooh. one of my favorite mysteries. Amelia about... Hart. Oh. No, but very close
1: actually. What about the the Green Children of? Oh
0: well, well, yes, them. It's, it's yes, Woolpit. Woolpit. Wool yes,
2: Woolpit. Woolpit. Yep. No, it's not that. Is it it's... the of Pass? It's The Diatlov Pass. <laughs> you're circling it. Is you're it? <laughs> it. You were closer <laughs> Is it with, it with the Bermuda Amel... Triangle. No, you were closer with Amelia no. Hart. Okay. It's an aviation mystery. Bermuda Triangle. Ooh. No. No. Oh, oh no. come, oh come on! Which guys? aviation? MH three hundred and seventy, MH three hundred and seventy. It's not that. No, no. I'm just going to tell you because we could be here all day. Yeah, let's. It's about DB Cooper. Um, DB
1: classic DB Cooper,
2: everyone's favorite hijacker. Um,
1: well, actually, actually, yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah.
2: probably yes. Probably. Yeah,
1: actually yes. Can um, <laughs> You give a bit of background on DB. For the, uh, for the kids at home who may sure. not have heard of
2: him. I mean, I'm I'm sure most of our listeners have probably heard of the mystery of D.B. Cooper. But basically, in 1971, a man uh, wearing a suit and tie walked into an air, airport in... I can't remember where it was, actually. The, was uh, it like a Boston in my head, but is that right? T.B. Northwest hey, Washington States, Airlines. So Washington. Flight 305... Um, Northern yeah, com- states, I think. Yeah, between Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington. Oh, okay, no I was- Oh, I was
1: okay. Close. Seattle, that's even, that's yeah. not even that far, is it? Portland to
2: Seattle.
0: I, I, no, it's I an internal. Think- it's a domestic flight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: So like an um, hour or two. Yeah. And he got on the plane, and about a few few hours into the flight, he um, called over an air hostess and gave her a note, and she thought he was giving her his number. So she went to walk away and he said, excuse me, miss, you're going to want to see that note. You're going to want to read that note. And the note said mm-hmm. something along the lines of, I've got a bomb <laughs> in my briefcase. And he, he opened it, his briefcase, and he had a, a bunch of wires and, you know, electrical bits in there. Um, and he was very suave about it all. Didn't kick up too much of a fuss, but he basically wanted $200,000 and two parachutes um, or I think he asked for four parachutes, actually. Um,
1: in case oh. a couple broke. Or-
2: and the flight was diverted and landed somewhere so he could get his $200,000 and the parachutes. And he let everyone off the plane, except for the uh, cabin crew and the pilots, obviously. And then he flew the plane. Uh, I can't remember where whereabouts he was flying. Had the cabin pressure in the air airplane. Uh, what is it? No cabin pressure, though. You know what I mean? Anyway, and then he jumped off the plane. Not really, mate. Depressurized. Depressurized. <laughs> Depressurized. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. okay, That's why you're a podcaster, Robin. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then he jumped off the plane, and no one knows what happened to him. It was during a storm, and he was never, no. never found. But they did recover some. They did recover during some storm. some of the notes a few years later, lying in in a kind of lake nearby. Yes. Um, so. There's some some people think maybe he got away, maybe he survived the fall, and maybe he, he's, he could be out there still to this day, living still off this mm. yeah. Um But he was never recovered. And my fact of the week is that this is the only unsolved case of air piracy in commercial aviation history. Huh. Mm. The only unsolved one. And I don't know. I just thought that was... That's uh, actually interesting. Yeah. Unusual. I thought there, more. there could I, I be I more. Know. Yeah. The, I mean, we'll say that again, it's the only unsolved the mystery. Only of, unsolved air piracy case in commercial aviation. Uh, air
1: piracy. Yeah. Okay. Because so on we, DB Cooper. Yeah. 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 Because there's I been of s- course there's been lots of crimes in the air that haven't been yeah, solved. Lots. Yeah, lots. Like someone who stole some sweets on flights of oh. Paris Paris a few years ago. Yeah, I'm not sure that kind of solved that yeah, one. So, well, yeah. <laughs> borderline borderline <laughs> stole the sweets in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's that's really interesting because uh, They say it's the safest way to travel. So I guess, yeah, there's there's enough monitoring of the planes and the plane is such a self-contained thing. It's kind of usually fairly obvious if somebody's who the guilty party is. Mm. And then they've got to get off the plane at some point. So then it's kind of, it must be fairly easy to contain them getting off the plane because they've got to land or they've got to jump out of it. And if they jump out of it, you can search the area where they jumped out of it and Mm -hmm. do all kinds of clever calculations with the wind speed and all that stuff to find out where they might have landed. Uh, well, so yes, yeah. this,
2: this may be an indication as to why this is, so hmm. um following this in nineteen seventy one this successful, unsuccessful attempt d b Cooper made fifteen hijackings similar to d b cooper's occurred in nineteen seventy two and they were all unsuccessful and then, in nineteen seventy three there was the advent of universal luggage searches, so obviously <sighs> he had this bomb, it probably wasn't a real bomb in his luggage um and yeah, since since this happened in 1973, uh, general incidents of hijackings dropped dramatically and there were no more notable Kuba imitators until July 1980, when a man called Glenn K. Tripp seized uh, a flight <laughs> at Seattle Tacoma Airport. He demanded six hundred thousand dollars, two parachutes and the assassination of his boss. Um, Why are they asking for multiple parachutes? I didn't get this. I think it's I mean, because. Dilly Cooper
1: four parachutes is mad, isn't it? I mean, did he want one for his suit?
2: No, I think it's because, um, in case they put like a fake, like a dud parachute in there, he can. That's mad. I think it's like a. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can get it that. But, with yeah. Um, yeah. I get that. Uh, anyway, this this particular instance ended when a flight attendant secretly drugged his alcoholic beverage with Valium. Nice. Um, after well a 10-hour ten, ten standoff during which he reduced his demands to three cheeseburgers and a ground vehicle <laughs> in which to escape, he was apprehended. Um, so there's a life pro tip for any would-be air mm. hijackers out there. If you're gonna hijack a plane, don't you know load up on alcohol during the flight Yeah,
0: yes. Also them some poor negotiating skills if we got <laughs> down to three cheeseburgers. We well, didn't even yeah. get that.: You didn't even get no, that: No, that's either. true yeah you didn't even get that. no. But, I mean, you know, do, got to try at least.
1: Do you think that DB Cooper was cutting it a bit fine just going from Portland to Seattle? Uh, was, like, it doesn't give you much wiggle room in case things go wrong to get out the plane. I don't know. You, you planned it. You must have planned it, clearly. Must course, he, lives, he must he have he lived, in he
2: lived in that area. That was the initial flight path. And then obviously mm. he, during the flight, did his whole spiel and they landed mm-hmm. it. And then he flew off somewhere. He ordered them to fly off in a different direction. Um, right, yeah. So yeah, once you've got to the be, plane you can to go be close, anywhere you like yeah. close to home, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Well, know I I Maybe, don't, I don't maybe.
0: Mm. if you were smart, you'd do it away from home. You, wouldn't you? would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm. Would. Interesting that near the, they they border Canada, don't they, yeah. those states. I wonder if he was uh, actually Canadian.
2: Well that is a popular theory, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it maybe is. Yeah. Maybe. D B Cooper was actually wasn't he part of like a Canadian like a Canadian uh, pulp comic series or something? Um, right okay well this so podcast
0: is now actually becoming
2: it's just a db, a, a DB
0: cooper podcast <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah i would have, to have done a bit more reading on it first i think it yeah. for that.
1: Um,
2: it's a really fascinating mystery though definitely one of my favorites uh however i will say mm. i just don't think he got away I, I i don't want to be a negative nelly but i i think that, that oh. i think he he them finding some bills some of the actual serial number bills in Mm. the area that he was suspected to have jumped out the plane a couple of years afterwards really makes me think that he didn't survive the fall um he also chose a parachute that you can't steer and it was during a a Mm. massive storm so Mm. i'm thinking that old db may not have made it yeah.
0: yeah well tell us what you think in the comments below and uh, if you want us to do a full episode about DB Cooper I'm sure we'll be open to it just, uh, just give us a shout uh, either in the comments on YouTube if you're watching the video version of this podcast or if you're listening to us on a podcast platform of your choice go over to us on Twitter at jinterestingyt or individually I'm at robin.
2: I'm <laughs> at Mart interesting, and I'm at just alexing.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> lovely done. Well, then, Ooh. Oh,
2: more what have you learned this week?
0: Oh, well, I learned this week, um, a much shorter story, um, but interesting, I hope. Uh, it's about mites, microscopic mites. Mm. Uh, something in the news, actually. Uh, scientists have carried out the first ever genome sequencing of Demodex folliculorum. And these are 0.3 millimetre long mites that live in the pores of our skin. Oh, don't tell me about this. On That's average, horrible, there's yeah. about 40 of them in each pore. What? And each each pore, I guess they're tiny on they? In each pore, yeah. Uh, and they feed Ooh. on the sebum, you know, the sweat, the oh, grease, what? the oil, oh, okay. sebum, sebum, the oil <laughs> that we secrete, um, uh, that glossy oily stuff that happens and causes spots as well. Um, Roughly 90% of people carry them. So it's possible that two of you are in the 10% of people who don't have them. So, you know, rest easy in that case. <laughs> uh, and they're most abundant in the wings of the nose, uh, the forehead, the ear canal, and on our nipples. And they only ever come out of the pores of our skin at night to have sex. Oh, uh. So, when we go to sleep, no, 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 no. they come out and have sex in our faces. Disgusting. Disgusting. Disgusting.
2: It's just one big sex
1: party, but Alex is <laughs> <been> invited. <laughs> yeah. so, so very, exactly. Very much, very much invited. We're just asleep, which I guess is probably, <laughs> so, probably some kind of a criminal offense. Um, you know.
0: They are associated with healthy skin, by the way. Um, no okay. one knows exactly what it is, but there may be a connection between the fact that they eat and feed on the sebum. Uh, the, the grease that comes out of our pores mm-hmm. and people having good skin. So perhaps people who have them actually, yeah, they help keep your pores clean or mm. cleaner than they might otherwise be. You still get other stuff in your pores. Um, but we'd like to know the results of the genome sequencing. The startling uh, uh, yeah.
2: results. I, I feel like we should know. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yes Well, to their surprise,
0: scientists found that uh, these mites survive with the lowest repertoire of proteins ever seen in any insect arachnid or crustacean in the world so far and what this means is that they're so at this point in human history uh, they're so symbiotic with humans they've evolved to live in us so well that they're losing genes over time and they may continue to lose genes until they become extinct wow
2: yeah that's really done what happened there Part of the problem maybe creature humans have made extinct.
0: (laughs) Well, well, part of the problem may be that even if you were to you know get intimate with somebody and rub your face all over theirs, or you know, I don't know, you might make contact with their nipples somehow. um,
2: They don't. This is Robin as an AI learning how humans.
0: (laughs) How do humans work?
1: When you say their nipples, do you mean the mite's nipples or?
0: No, another person's nipples. Oh, I see. These mites don't have nipples, <laughs> that I'm aware of. Uh, they, they don't transfer between humans.
1: Huh? They're, very much, they're very
0: much yours. They stay on you, yeah. Which yeah. means that when they get out every night to mate and reproduce, the level of inbreeding is just getting worse and worse and worse. So they may actually be doing a royal family on us yeah. on their own species, and yeah. they're going to breed themselves out just through lack of genetic variety. And us. Madness. Yeah, they so, might. Uh, they
1: might well do. That's why I learned this week.
0: I learned about the freaky mites that live in our skin and may be dying out. But it's apparently, they do no harm.
1: Okay, oh, well, that's that's, that's, that's positive. So, yeah. I guess. Don't
0: worry about that. Don't worry about that.
1: Positive, <laughs> just don't look at them under a microscope. It's always the way, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. like this thing lives in your skin, and then you look at it, and it's like that is disgusting, but it's microscopic. So, so um, you're right.
2: Is there a- they don't do any harm, but can I get rid of them? Is there a way to get rid of them? Like, I don't bleach know bleach your
0: face. I yeah, I think it. Martin's right. Bleach your face. This is not a genuine recommendation. Health warning: Do not bleach your face. Don't
1: Anybody. bleach your face unless you yes. want to get rid of the mites. Then bleach your face.
0: Oh, <laughs> disclaimer: The views represented in this podcast belong to the individuals involved and do not represent <laughs> the views of Just Interesting Productions or its partners and affiliates.
2: So you're saying, <laughs> don't. <laughs> Not upset. bleach your face.
0: Oh my gosh! Let's no, move on. Don't. Any comments? Don't.
2: Any comments don't. of the week uh, <laughs>
0: that uh, that we'd like to talk about?
1: Oh, wonderful!
0: I've got a comment. I've got one. Oh, oh no! Whoa, you, Robin! Please. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> oh. no, You first, Alex. You first.
2: Okay, okay. Thank you. Um, so I've I've got a comment from on our last podcast mm. um, from Recu ninety seven. Who says, so this was about our, our discussion that we had, Robin, on Lambda, mm. a Google's artificial intelligence program, and whether yes. it's become sentient. Mm. And he says, well, they say, before we fully understand consciousness and sentience, I would say we cannot make AI that is sentient. I just think this is an awesome piece of software. But yeah, what do you, what do you think? Um, it's an interesting point, I thought until we because we don't really know what consciousness is or we don't have a very good definition of it so can we no. ever truly know if we've made a true artificial intelligence i think the scary thing mm. is not that we mm. wouldn't be able to make one but that we we don't know how to recognize it's fully sentient if we ever did make one
0: yeah i say that's what struck me the most about this whole news about google's lambda um possibly becoming sentient is the fact that the whole scientific community seems to have suddenly started intensely debating what sentience actually means. And it got me thinking, wait a second, you hadn't already decided what <laughs> this was? Like this is, this is how Skynet happens, people. We,
1: the whole point of these sci-fi stories is to warn us that we need to be prepared. How are we so dumb? Orm Dian from last week says, I'm writing a short story about an android becoming sentient, and this episode has given me a ton of great ideas things oh. to think about so thanks a lot so hey. that is credit to you guys
2: well you're you're very welcome it's um it was a really interesting yeah. discussion actually no i really enjoyed that
0: it was a fascinating topic and yeah orm dn or diane however you say your name uh please do um what, what are you going to do with that short story will you publish it somewhere on, on a blog or in, in the book of other short stories please uh, let us know what you're going to do with it it sounds great really interesting uh, i know some people like to write things and keep it to themselves don't they just as a kind of exercise and creativity.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Um, Omdian also actually mentions uh, problems with the subscribe notification buttons. Oh, uh, says, I'd love to catch you guys live. I've subscribed, turn on notifications, but it always comes up late a few hours after the show streamed. And this is one of several comments we keep getting lately about people struggling to get notifications for our mm. channel. And particularly if they've double clicked the bell notification icon to uh, get the alerts uh so sadly sorry that's happening we'll look into it but if if youtube's being pernickety there's not much we can do well one Although, thing
1: one thing that has worked i yeah.
0: think you're going to go into this i was going to say sean verso yes yeah Has yes. said uh it's true about notifications bell hardly working on your channel um but oh, actually someone else i saw Said that if they subscribed and subscribed again, that was it. P. Mark said, unsubscribe and subscribe again. Yeah, unsubscribe, yeah. subscribe again, and that fixed the bell issue for them. So, yeah. thank oh, you, okay. P. Mark, and everybody who's having those problems. Please do feel free to unsubscribe and subscribe. Please do remember to subscribe again. <laughs> that
2: would that would really
0: that really make me sad if you stayed unsubscribed. Uh, but uh, but if you, you haven't friends. subscribed and you're listening to this,
1: what do? And what then turn, turn the bell for? notification
0: on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you're listening to this on your podcast platform of choice, thank you very much. And if you feel like looking at us, you know, seeing us spew all this rubbish at you, then go over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel and hit the bell notification icon to possibly get an alert for when, we go, when we go live. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> and if us live. And interact with yeah. us in person. Yeah. Yes. When you go live, you can comment in the live chat and we'll respond to you live amazing anyway so shall we
2: live hey fellas
0: hey technology is great until it stops working because we've destroyed the world but (laughs) on that note there is hope for the future fellas there is hope for the future in these dark times of climate change in particular threatening to wipe out humanity as we know it there is hope because we may be on the brink of a generation of fusion technology giving us all the energy we need for the planet to survive in a low-carbon, climate-friendly way,
1: so we'll be able to tell fossil fuels to f off. Once exactly, and for all. exactly. I'll believe so, it when
2: I see it, Robin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there is some exciting developments which may convince you, Alex, uh, that you don't have to see it before you believe it. Uh, but before we get into that, I'll just give some context. So. Nuclear energy, you've probably all heard of it. Uh, Currently, it operates on the principle of fission, which is splitting the atom, much like the nuclear bomb when the atom is split there. It generates a lot of energy, but nuclear reactors are specially built to, I was going to say safely, but to, in a controlled way, split the atom and collect the energy given off by that reaction uh, to heat water and generate electricity with dynamos and turbines. Uh, Nuclear energy currently provides about 10% of the world's electricity from only 440 power reactors. So it's pretty potent stuff. Uh, It's the second largest source of low carbon power, uh, about a third of the total in 2019. So that's why a lot of people are keen to continue with nuclear energy and another form of nuclear energy because it generates so much power and it is uh, low carbon Uh, But only about 50 countries currently utilize nuclear energy. Mm. Like I said, they're based on fission. The problem with fission is that in addition to the heat that it gives off, which is very intense, it has byproducts. They may not be carbon dioxide, which is obviously polluting the atmosphere, but it does include radioactive waste, Mm. which can stay radioactive for a very long time. So, for example, the common... Um, byproduct of the uranium that is used for the nuclear reaction in a nuclear reactor um, is plutonium-239, which has a half-life of 24,000 years. Mm. So it it will stay radioactive for the hundreds of thousands of years.
2: It's a bit, Um, yeah, it seems a bit irresponsible. Do you remember we had a, mm. I think we brought it up on, it may not have even been on this podcast. It may have been on the podcast that shall not be named. But there was an interesting story or like a book that someone had recommended about someone designing a space to warn off or like signs. What would you put on a sign to warn off people like generations down the line? Like if something bad had happened and civilization like reset, what would you put on like a, a sign, like as a warning to say, no, don't go here because there's, radiation that's, stuff uh, here
0: yes that's a really good point because in twenty four thousand years time people will be speaking different languages
2: yeah
1: you draw a picture of someone dead
2: but then you get into Ooh. like it, and it's red. you know the the pyramids are booby trapped but it doesn't stop explorers from going in there but people yeah. cannot go in here <laughs> but then you just say well we did tell you
1: you should check the sign outside with the dead person on <laughs> <are> you <laughs> idiots <laughs>
0: But yeah, you get that classic problem of archaeologists uncovering some kind of symbols and saying, ah, these are mystical ceremonial purpose. Like, let's keep digging. <laughs> and, then, and then they unleash all the radioactive waste on themselves. Yeah, uh, Which, yeah, actually, uh, obviously it can be deadly. People know this, but I was shocked to learn just how deadly it can be. Um, so the fatal dose for humans is 500 REM. And the typical uh, radioactive uh, waste fuel generated by a reactor uh, gives off ten thousand rem per hour. So just a few seconds of exposure to the radioactive waste will, will kill you. Five hundred is fatal. Ten thousand an hour from radioactive waste. That just that just terrified me. Uh, which is why they normally try to dispose of it in these deep underground pits. Don't know they? they bury it um, normally. I think it's the way they dispose of things, uh, but they also I mean, it do. Doesn't
2: feel feel that doesn't feel good, does it? That feels wrong, like burying no. something that will be this poisonous, hazardous waste for thousands yeah. of yeah. years. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, did, did you guys watch just on the nuclear uh, disaster kind of leaking out side of things? Did you hmm. guys watch the Three Mile Island documentary on Netflix? No, I didn't. Know. It's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. Um, I yeah, saw so I saw the documentary with, of with
0: Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds.
1: <laughs> it wasn't that one.
0: <laughs> it wasn't that one? It wasn't that one. I'm afraid. So no. What what caused the accident? I thought it was Wolverine and Deadpool having a fight. <laughs> it was similar, similar to that. Similar. Um, <laughs> more
1: more more human error as opposed to kind of. Um, Mutant what are they? Mutant, Mutants? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Human error, but yeah, nineteen late nineteen seventies. Big uh, error, and then cover up afterwards as well. And then yeah. even once, even once they had made the mistakes, and they were having to like safeguard the react, the um, the reactor, they were still cutting corners for profit. Oh, even gosh. after like, a huge leak and loads of people who had to be evacuated, that was awful. It was still going on. It was mental.
0: There was uh, a, a film in the late seventies called The China Syndrome, I think, which was made. This this yeah yeah am oh, sorry yeah oh well, maybe maybe you can correct me, but I thought. If I remember correctly, the China Syndrome film was made before the Three Mile Island incident. Yeah, like a it month was
1: before.
0: Yeah, but it was made about exactly the same. It was, it was yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. people knew, and they even knew so much. They made a film about it, and then wow. it actually happened.
1: Well, well, so when this, when the when the incident happened, all the news articles, and the news. Uh, broadcasters and journalists were all going. So is this a China syndrome incident? Like that was the thing they used to compare it to. Like <laughs> wow. constantly That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, basically it was, a, it was a shadow of it. it. Was you know, yeah, replicated it completely. That's really terrifying, weird. but worth a watch on on Netflix. I documentary if you get a chance. Yeah, uh, yeah, recommendation. Parts, Thank you. So probably three three hours invested, but it's very interesting. Sorry, back to the, back to the, uh, back to the oh, show. Back to something
0: just interesting, hmm. which is uh, bang, brand spanking new news. Uh, as of today, at the time of recording, uh, a company called Zap Energy, which is a startup company working on fusion energy, said that it has taken an important step towards testing its system that will eventually produce more electricity than it consumes. Ooh, okay. Using nuclear that's, fusion, which of course nuclear the, fusion, yeah,
2: yeah, that's always been the problem with fusion up till now. It technically does work, but the problem mm. is that they, they're the exerting way more energy trying to get it to work than actually they're harvesting at the end of the at the end yeah. of the process. That's good, what, is it?
0: what they're trying to do is use gravity essentially to fuse hydrogen into helium. And like you say, the amount of resources required to contain that reaction and to trigger that reaction is just massive. It's, it's like that old uh, saying, you know, it's easier to destroy something than to create it. Mm. And that's literally the case <laughs> in this case. It's, uh, it's uh, similar to Doc Ock, you know, creating a miniature sun. That's pretty <laughs> much what they're trying to do when it comes to fusion. Um, but they the can... sun. In the, the palm of my, of my hand. hand. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm surprised actually how small fusion reactors can in theory be. It's not like a huge power plant that you get with nuclear reactors at the moment, but fusion reactors can be the size of a room and give off so much energy that, you know, they can provide. Um, I think, uh, Oh, I have the statistic here, actually. I can find it. Um, they think one reactor core from their fusion design, will produce 50 megawatts of electricity, which is enough to power at least 8,000 homes.
2: Wow. Wow, that's mad. Mm -hmm.
0: And you could have multiple cores in the same plant. So you could easily supply an entire city from one reactor, which is really, really great. So at the moment, the problem is stability. So um, there have been many experiments, um, and they've been able to... Have a reaction, a fusion reaction occur for a split second or a few milliseconds. But what they need to do is to be able to sustain it. And I think that's the design challenge that they're trying to overcome. For example, I think um, the most recent record was in December 2021, which is the Joint European Taurus, which is currently the most powerful fusion facility in the world, uh, in Oxford, um, in the UK. And it, successfully had a, re- a fusion reaction going for five seconds, which produced 59 megajoules of energy. And that was that beat the previous record, which the same reactor also set in 1997, which was in a second and produced 22 megajoules of energy.
2: Wow. So, I mean, that's a long gap between those two records, isn't it? It is. It... To, uh, I mean, I guess it's not really in the grand scheme of things, but when we're talking about we want fusion now, that, is, that mm. seems like a, a longer. Yeah, is there
1: is there a little bit of kind of PR in this? Like Zap, of course, they want to become like a household name. They're onto the next thing. Mm-hmm. Is, what do they say? Like it within the next year or? When it, they said, you, yeah, within the next year, they might be able to. It's based on a lot of assumptions, though. Like in this mm. particular article, it says that. Uh, where is it? quite near the bottom it says their technical challenge now is to confirm what they have simulated by a computer so that's a right. big step from like yes. the simulation <laughs> to the real thing and yeah. then 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 on the back of that they say uh, ensuring that the z pinch fusion section of the plasma remains stable i don't really know what that means and then they're able to design an electrode that can survive in the intense fusion environment of the reactor and that sounds like quite a big thing to to engineer. It, it
2: does, but it
1: can survive the intense fusion environment of the reactor. That's yeah. something they haven't, they haven't done yet. No. but they're, they're, they're banking on that being able to be created within the next year.
0: But it sounds like, I don't know, I see that as really good progress, though, because we've moved on from saying, oh, you can't trigger a fusion reaction and you can't control a fusion reaction, to we can. What we don't have is the materials that are uh, tough enough to withstand the strength of a fusion reaction so now they're focusing on the hardware rather than the theory of it you know it's all the physics is sound the fusion reaction is creatable it's not sustainable because the equipment doesn't last long enough because it's so powerful it's busting everything but that's kind of how new progress and discoveries are made right It's, it's kind of like you know nuclear war right is arguably the biggest threat again at the moment besides climate change because of what's going on in Ukraine with Putin. Mm -hmm. Um, And nuclear bombs, when they invented them, they had to literally fly them on a plane, a massive plane that was big enough to carry the damn bomb. And now they can put the warheads in tiny little things that get stuck onto massive missiles that fly intercontinentally across the earth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once you've got the principles sound, which is we can split the atom and blow shit up. We can now develop the technology to deliver it remotely. Yeah, you know, what I mean?
1: and, and they will get there. I imagine that they will get there, but it's just the time frame they're talking about here.
0: I think you're right. It sounds a bit.
2: Uh, it's ambitious.
0: Let's just. Yeah. Say. In fact, there's a quotation from um, a sceptic, a science a scientist who is sceptical. Um, I think his name's Daniel Jaspie, who's a retired plasma physicist at Princeton University. Um. Who says that fusion reaction claims are widely believed solely due to the effective propaganda of promoters and laboratory spokespersons? Right. He basically says, right. you know, okay. it's all You're talk. talking shite. Yeah, it's, it's all <laughs> talk. Um, but I don't know, I think it's also uh, resources. So, for example, in 2020, funding for the private fusion sector was $2 billion globally. Uh, by the end of 2021, funding was up to four billion dollars so with that kind of funding increase you know
2: it seems like there's a pretty clear indication maybe behind the scenes that things are actually happening and i I think you're you are right robin that the language that is being used even if what they're saying is kind of propaganda pro-fusion rhetoric Mm. to try try Mm. and encourage this funding the language that they've used has definitely changed from previous Mm. years like now it's it's not saying oh if we can make it you know Last for a, a bit longer. Now what they're saying we can do it. We just need stronger materials, like you say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, it's exciting because do you think that when this actually does come to fruition, it will be mm. a bit like opening Pandora's box, and fusion power will just suddenly be everywhere? Or do you think that even 100%. when it's invented, do you think that when it, yeah, comes to fruition, it will take over the global energy market? and just wipe out all the others. Everything else will become irrelevant, like fossil fuels, yeah, fuels renewables, yeah. doesn't matter, fusion power.
0: Well, fossil fuels, I think, will unfortunately still have a place because we haven't figured out private transport without fossil fuels yet. We're getting there with electric cars, but that's still taking, that's a surprisingly slow transition, isn't it, at the moment, I would say. Mm. Obviously, any climate scientist or conscientious person worth their salt would say that should have happened decades ago, but it's happening now, we're transitioning to electric, and it's it's still slow. Um, I would say so. I think fossil fuels will be around, uh, especially since you know so many people's, at least in the UK, so many people's homes are heated with gas. Well, yeah, I was going to say you the know, infrastructure's just yeah, it's up that way. But I, w- I would, um, I would be surprised if once fusion was sorted, it didn't replace coal immediately, and they started phasing out all the old nuclear power plants using fission um what i will say though i'm glad you raised this point alex is that the one thing that seems to be lacking from all the talk around fusion is um any indication that they're actually building the power plants and i part of me keeps imagining this scenario where they're in the lab they've got their fusion reactor core (laughs) built scientists are watching it they start the fusion reaction it's stable. It goes beyond five seconds. It goes beyond a minute. It lasts for an hour. And they're like, "Yeah, we've done it!" High fiving, mm. high fiving. And then suddenly it's like, "Crap, we haven't got a, we haven't got a building for this." <laughs> and then the reaction just keeps going, and the stuff starts to melt, and you've got this whole you know science lab just c- collapses and falls <laughs> apart with the intense heat of this reaction because they suddenly thought, "Oh, we should really build a reactor as power plant," mm. and then figure out the fusion thing and i would imagine even with four billion dollars of fusion so sorry four billion dollars of funding for fusion <laughs> um there doesn't seem to be any uh any talk of hey we're building a power plant that will one day hold a fusion reactor maybe they are but nobody's mentioned it yet
2: the problem is, Robin. Three billion of that funding went to a man called Doctor Otto Octavius <laughs> to, to build some to build some yeah. arms. <laughs> yeah, it's like hey, I'll this, know, is how the... it. this is how we control This is this is the sensible uh. way to control it, Obviously, using some <laughs> octopus arms. But <laughs> well, that's also
0: hilarious, isn't it? Like. It's kind of like, I spent $2.5 billion building this artificially intelligent robot arms (laughs) and an inhibitor chip to defend the human soul from artificial intelligence possessing them. Like, oh, yeah, great, Otto. And how about the fusion? What we're actually here for? Like, don't care about the arms, mate.
2: Yeah, I sorted that out in five minutes. This is, it's all about the arms. (laughs) Yeah. Harry Osborne
0: had no clue. They invested
2: in me, okay? They invested
1: in my ideas. (laughs) And yeah, it's all based on me. It sounds a little bit like Elon Musk, doesn't it? Invested in me. I can do what I like. If I want to go to Mars and colonize it, then I'll go there. Elon, why why would you go to Mars? You know, let's sort our own planet and maybe pay some taxes. No, I'm going to Mars. Everyone's invested in me. And Dr. Davis is exactly the same. Yeah, he is. But just with extra
0: arms. In order to take myself alone to Mars, I've developed AI that will control a space rocket that will take me there in two days. And I have a terraforming system that will... Purify the atmosphere and make Mars just like a clean Earth. You're like, hey, Elon, could you could you apply that now on Earth? Could you do that, mate? It might save
1: the planet. Yeah. It will uh, take carbon dioxide out of Mar- Mars's atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know about uh,
2: you guys, but it feels like in recent weeks, something's got to his inhibitor tri- chip, you know. <laughs> his inhibitor chip has, has gone offline. He's an absolute mess. Yeah. No wonder
1: his daughter's like, wanting to cut ties. I
0: know. We'll the have to.
2: The has have taken over, I think.
0: I think at some point we are going to have to talk about Elongate in the full episode because it seems to be growing, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, well, back to fusion. Um, there is some other good news oh. that I found out uh, when researching this topic, good. which is that the UK government has launched uh, the spherical tokamak for energy production program. Uh, tokamak is a a design for a fusion reactor, okay. uh, a.k.a. the STEP program, to build a prototype fusion power plant by 2040.
1: Okay. So okay. It's, yeah. it's not just interesting. Yeah. Let's so we'll on. have
0: a, a fusion it. power plant yeah, by 2040, which um, implies that they're expecting fusion power to be achievable not long after 2040.
1: Mm. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Because, I mean... I mean, what would they do with it if we're not there? Would they just yeah. shut it down? I mean, like, <laughs> if it's not energy efficient and we're pumping in more energy than it's producing, surely there's a- yeah. They just oh, let's just oh, let's just put in a let's just put in a nuclear reactor in here. <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm, there's I'm,
2: provisions to repurpose it in case the technology's not there. Like right. the Millennium Dome, exactly. It'll become the new yeah. Millennium it'll be, Dome. It'll, it'll become yeah, ten, a really. I mean, do you say it can be as yeah. small as
1: it can be as small as one room?
0: Yeah. I believe the current ones, yeah. Oh, that won't be a great gig venue, will
2: it? That's not <laughs> a very <laughs>
0: small room. Well, I imagine the dynamos for generating electricity are pretty big, so it might be a big factory type thing. That's but true. What I don't know is whether it will need the cooling tower that are so iconic for power plants. Maybe it will. Mm. I don't know if it will. Probably, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. The UK government has also just, as of today, announced their plans to... Um, change the law in this country so that um, fusion energy facilities are excluded from all regulations and licensing requirements surrounding nuclear power plants. Because obviously there's those of safety procedures and standards that have to be met by nuclear fission that aren't necessary for fusion.
2: Well, okay. So that- I mean... I that mean, that sounds, sounds like dangerous you, words to live like. by. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about yeah. these uh, these <laughs> non
0: issues before we go there. So the power you're saying of the it's on
1: and p- the palm of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, we need to find something <laughs> to withstand like the insane temperatures of fusion. It's like, ah, yeah, that's fine. Just it's fine. Red tape. Come on, <laughs> just lift all
0: the regulations. It's going to be fine, right? It's perfectly safe. This theoretical technology. We're, we're,
1: yeah. We're, yeah, yeah. We're we're a post post Brexit Britain now. So we're getting rid of all that red tape. It yeah. doesn't matter, mate.
0: <laughs> They're beginning, they They're has beginning to.
1: Let's build, build schools around it too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and a hospital next door. We might need that. Like, what do you mean we might need that? Uh, no,
1: no reason. No reason. No. I mean, it's just good for the workers. They might, not that they'll get injured, they just might need a hospital. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh dear. So yeah, I mean, after all that information, uh, how do you feel about this? Are you opt- optimistic about fusion? Or more optimistic than you were? Or are you still thoroughly sceptical about it?
2: I, don't, I think um, it can't come soon enough. I'm, yeah. I'm well excited for fusion power. Um, yeah, and the, the potential. And I'm excited because, it, yeah, it does sound like the language that they're using has changed ever so slightly, which does indicate that it's not the same, okay, push it five years away, push it five years away. There is some coherent, tight deadlines now for when things are expected to happen um mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's exciting news i think we have to be
1: optimistic don't we it's too depressing <laughs> not to be <laughs> the way things are going but um yeah yeah no yeah and by the sounds of it i don't think it will be any time in the really really near future i think that like you know if a video game is pushed back like two years mm. Fusion's going to be pushed back a little bit let's be honest um but yeah hopefully this will be the next step towards uh a greener in inverted commas planet and, and um, that alongside, you know, mm. people building more renewable energy sources. Hopefully we, there's a bit of a shift because mm. things are only getting worse and it's accelerating I and mean, global warming in particular is particular. Um, sea level rising is, is, uh, is happening. it's happening at a much faster level than we could have feared, I guess. Yeah. Um, it, it's so, a, yeah.
2: yeah, it's a worry.
1: I, I
0: will... is... Sorry. Sorry.
2: Oh, no, go on. Go for it.
0: Honestly, I'd like to add to that point, Martin. I think that's a really good point, that as excited as I have been this whole episode about fusion power, I have forgotten that fusion power is simply need to switch to after we've stopped all the problem, all the habits that are destroying the, the climate uh, and changing things for the worse. Fusion power isn't a solution to our problem. It's a way to sustain a clean lifestyle after we've stopped using fossil fuels and we've stopped plastic waste and we're recycling everything and having a more sustainable relationship with the environment in terms of farming and uh, you mm. know, both animals and crops. Um,
1: it's another, it's you're another right. step, yeah. isn't it? It's another step in the, in the right yeah. direction. It's, it's what but we yeah, need
0: to sustain humanity for the future, but it's not going to fix our problems yeah. mm-hmm. with climate change now. So it's, it's the planning ahead thing. It's like uh, planning to have that day off after a long night out. That's what fusion reactor is. <laughs> <You>
2: know, <laughs> people are, people and, are always after the silver bullet, aren't they? The, the one thing that's just going to swoop in at the at the final hour and save us from climate change. You know, the yeah. the one thing, and it's not going to happen. It's going to mm-hmm. take a lot of effort and a lot of different mm-hmm. different types of things to, yeah. to actually yeah. get us over the line. But I have one question for both of you then. Okay. If you did find yourself to be... Uh, Elon Musk, for example, have, have the wealth of Elon Musk, but you're tasked with you know, getting the world to um, embrace clean energy, what mm-hmm. would you be investing in as an energy source? I mean, actually, if you're Elon Musk, you could invest in everything. But is there anything mm-hmm. that you would focus on? Would you be focusing on fusion, or would you be mm-hmm. putting that money into other projects? Interesting
0: question. I mean, if I were Elon Musk and I had companies multiple companies the way he does you got spacex which is devoted to uh, into planetary travel i would say spacex should be focused on fusion power imagine we probably already have it if spacex was about fusion right given the progress they've made in the last couple of decades
2: i don't know i mean what that's that seems a bit random though like why (laughs) uh, that feels like apples and oranges you can't just yeah, no
0: no it's it's a completely different challenge yeah, i know <laughs> I, but what i mean is they do one thing which is yeah. the way it's the way that tesla makes electric cars spacex makes rockets and i think if you had a company that just focused on fusion power i would do that mm. at the same time i would invest in every other kind of uh, sus- renewable yeah. and sustainable energy because it depends like the uk could have loads more wind farms than it does offshore and onshore yeah. because you have so much <laughs> wind because we're an island. And we also have hydropower in abundance because we're an island. We've got loads of coastline. And I think uh, different countries need to prioritise different sources of renewable energy.
1: Actually, you know people like oh, oh, Nimby in my backyard yeah. about wind turbines. I actually quite like the look of wind turbines. Yep. I think if they were normalised, it's like... Mm. i think it's when it's when they're not yeah they're not normal and they're suddenly turn up in a new area but if that was normalized people would be like yeah Mm. it's just like a windmill in a few years time um similarly (laughs) all all new builds just just pop on solar panels pop on solar panels
2: that is Mm. default
1: you have to is the regulation says that when you build a new house it has to have solar panels if you know if if they actually will work in the, you know, if, yeah. if it's not the right, the house isn't facing the right way, then I understand it, it might not make sense. <laughs> but, you know, just as a default, that should be like the default when you're creating new houses. Um, yeah, 100%. Think, that's that's a really good was, point.
2: Yeah. If I was Elon, I'd go solar. Yeah, solar power. That would yeah. be so the just, bulk of my investment for sure.
0: I mean, that's a smart choice because every single country gets sunshine to varying degrees, but they all get it. Mm-hmm. Whereas not every country has waves and winds to take advantage of.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, I think that's a combination yeah. of all of the above that need to be in play, don't, don't they? Yeah, countries mm-hmm. need to take advantage of what they yeah. have to hand, whether it be wind or yeah, wave power or hydro, yeah, yeah all that.
0: And uh, I'd like to make one more point about fusion energy, which um, occurred to me whilst we were just talking about this. I think what I'm really excited about with fusion energy is that nuclear fission has obviously existed since the second world war and a lot of countries particularly america but also in europe and russia have built a lot of power plants to generate low carbon energy using nuclear fission and if every country had invested fully in nuclear fission arguably we wouldn't be in the situation we are now in terms of climate change because just imagine the amount of coal that's been burned that could have been then that energy could have been supplied by nuclear fission which is much less polluting in terms of uh, co2 Mm. the reason that it hasn't taken off the way that would have been useful for battling climate change Mm. is because of the dangers associated with nuclear fission and that's what i'm excited about nuclear fusion because there's no excuse really at least yet so far, there's no evidence to suggest that there's any real danger at all. Yeah. Uh, and, it's, and it's purely clean. And it does, it's actually more effective, I think. It generates more energy than nuclear fission does. And it's sustainable. And it's really safe. So once, uh, once it's achieved, I'm excited for it because then nobody has any excuse anymore to resist mm. the building of nuclear power plants.
1: Yes. Fair yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so, so it all just rests on this. I mean, the, the, what's become theoretical and, and now they're claiming is in practice, you know, this energy balance of yeah. it creating more energy than it uses.
2: Once yeah. we've
1: got that, then there's no reason not to run ahead with it. We're yeah. golden. We're golden. We're good. We're plan <laughs> let's <to> see.
0: <just>, <laughs> let's hope there are no unfortunate side effects that have been unforeseen.
1: Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> well,
0: having wrapped that up, gentlemen, would you like to do a quiz? I would
1: I'd love, love to, to do a quiz. quiz. A
0: quiz. Hello, and welcome to the quiz. It feels like ages since we had a quiz, but there's only been two episodes, but that's beside the point. Uh, in order to answer these questions 10, which I shall present to you, you need to buzz in with some kind of sonic device. Gentlemen, do you have your buzzers at hand? Oh, yes. Robin. Well, let's go in (laughs) alphabetical order. And Alex, what is your buzzer?
2: I've gone from... It's still one of my favourite videos of all time. And no, it's not Orson Welles. Good morning, everybody. I'm hanging out with my friend John. Fox 5 morning news starts. Look over there. And it starts right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you uh, haven't seen that video, thoroughly recommend that you go and look it up on YouTube. It starts right now. It
1: starts
0: right now. It's one of of those cringe moments, uh, but it's great. (laughs) Great. <laughs> Martin, what, what's your buzzer?
1: I've something new this week, and oh, it's from a a film, an old film called Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and a child says well, this classic line. What's that going to do, with my knob? There we go. It's an absolutely
2: uh, classic film,
0: I'm classic sure one. It's, it's it's yep. a magic knob. That's the point. <laughs> I don't know if that works in the, for an American audience as well as it works for the British audience. No, I'm sorry,
1: yes. Another word, yeah. for, another word for the, the male genitalia. <clears throat>
0: Indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go on to question number one. Currently... Just so everyone knows, in the track record of this season's quizzes, I think we established it was six quizzes to Alex and five to Martin. So if Martin wins this Mm. and he neck and neck with Alex for the season finale, whenever that happens, and (laughs) (laughs) if Alex wins it, then he's just pulling ahead.
2: Well, I think there's only a few more episodes, correct? Of, uh, uh, yeah, if, if we've yeah. decided
0: to end this on season 90, then... Season 90? Oh.
2: <laughs> on episode 90.
0: Episode 90, yeah. <laughs> For those of you wondering why I haven't spoken a lot, it's because I'm in a room with a closed door, a closed window, and curtains drawn. And it's hot. It's hot. Trump, it's just so hot. You can
2: probably see us <laughs> melting on camera. Is, uh, uh, yeah. Dying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Question number one It's a closest okay. wins To okay. ease you into it So yeah. You don't have to think too hard Don't worry about this What Is the atomic number Of gold
1: Finger
2: What's
0: the atomic number of gold Yeah Ooh, Closest okay. wins you can, you can have a stab in the dark Don't worry about this uh,
2: Gold is what's, what's I've got the... to ask I've got to ask A pretty basic question okay. Atomic number yeah. Well, what is, that? <laughs> is It's that it, little one on the, like the periodic, periodic, periodic table? Like, um, yeah, on the periodic right. table, oh, they've all got yeah, it's carbon right. one.
0: It's a, it's a number of protons and electrons um, oh. that make oh. up the atom or the molecule,
1: sorry, of that oh. element. Okay,
2: that's. that's it's not gold.
1: Like Au. Is it. that like gold? Yeah. It, uh, yeah. it is Au. Okay. Well, well, if that had been the question, that would have been that good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not Qu- the question. Quickly scratches okay, out okay, the next um, question. Yeah
0: Oh, Alex buzzed oh, okay. in, yeah. What's your guess for the atomic number of gold?
2: I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be fully honest here. I don't know what an atomic number is. I, I don't
0: know. Okay.
2: Is there
1: okay. A little number in the corner, right? Yeah, on the periodic yeah. table, yeah.
2: So it's, if that's just like the, the periodic number, then I know hmm. what that is. Like, hydrogen's one, helium's like three, <laughs> oxygen's two, but I don't oh, know. Here yeah. we go, here yeah. we go. Yeah, something, well, like, something yeah, like that. Yeah, that sounds good.
0: Okay, I'll go for gold is 23. Okay, Alex
2: has put 23 Ceasing, in there. Decent shout.
0: Golden I mean, number.
1: Is it towards the left or the right? And, and does, it, does it go, it comes gases to the left, right? And then the lower ones. And then, so I'm going to go higher, I think. Okay.
0: okay.
1: I'm going to go for, I don't want to go, I don't want to be a dick and go 24, but I'll go for, <laughs> I'll go for, I'll go for a 30, why not?
0: Well. Technically, Martin is closer with thirty, but the atomic number of He's gold way is over. seventy-nine. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's quite high. I'm, taking,
1: I'm taking the point here, yeah, mate. I've got to like, got to win this one. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: no. it's <laughs> a fairly it's a fairly ha- heavy element, actually. Yeah, fair enough. So uh, that's one 0 to Martin oh, at you know the what? start.
2: I've got a bad feeling that this is going to be an absolute blowout. We've
1: had one question. You know, yeah, one, i you know yeah, I'm like, like it. I've
2: just got a feeling. <laughs>
1: I got a feeling
0: Okay Question number two Put your film hats on oh. We're all fans of Gary Oldman here Aren't we mm-hmm. We love him Ooh, yeah. Great actor And he won the Best Actor Oscar For playing which British Prime Minister
2: over That
0: was right oh, close That was literally simultaneous And I'm not sure Which one of you Might have been a microsecond ahead uh, but since he's behind, I'll give Alex a go first.
2: It was definitely me. I think he made the right decision there. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you think so, Alex.
2: I believe <sighs> he played sinking into the role elegantly. It was Winston Churchill, was it not?
0: It was Winston Churchill. Well done. Yep. So that is much. one all to both of you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: I'm
0: sorry.
1: I would not make a good football commentator, would I? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Okay, uh, fingers on buzzers for the next question. It's a 50-50 answer. True or false? True or false? William Shakespeare coined the phrase, the world is my oyster. Oh, that was definitely Martin. He got in there first.
1: That's false. It starts right now. Everyone knows it was a... Uh,
0: Alex, yes. Do you have an alternative guess? Or the I'm same
1: going
2: guess? for true.
0: It is True. Uh, what? I'm sorry, Martin. It no, is true. No, 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 it's, no, no It appears no, no, in the play The Merry Wives of Windsor, which no, is a real play. <laughs> I'm Folicy. afraid it is, but it, it's false. It doesn't it. exist. Okay, it's, it's one of the ones that no one ever reads at school. Yeah. So that's what doesn't Christ exist. doesn't yeah. exist.
1: Yep. Henry VIII wrote
0: it. <laughs> Henry VIII wrote it?
1: Yep. Francis okay. Along with, it.
0: Just after Greensleeves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Francis Drake, surely. Francis Drake wrote it. <laughs> Uh, so that's 2-1 two, to <laughs> Alex. Uh, going on to question number four. As of today, at the time of recording, what is Tom Cruise's highest grossing movie? What's
2: that got to my
0: knob? <laughs> is that a question? Uh, yes.
1: It is the new Top Gun film.
0: It is the new Top Gun film. It? Wow. It's Top Gun Maverick, yeah. Uh, in the US and Canada and worldwide.
1: Wow. Mental. It's crazy to think that, isn't it? Like a, a remake of, well, not remake, a, a new Top Gun. So a, legacy, years after.
0: Yeah. a legacy. A legacy sequel, as I like to call of, them. Of,
2: of all you of know. his that films. Top grossing yeah. film. Of, wow.
0: Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show, you know, if you play the long game and make your sequel <laughs> to that generation-defining movie about, what, 40 years later, you will have a mega hit. It's even adjusted for inflation. It is still his highest grossing wow. film. Yeah. Uh, the original top gun grossed just over a 400 million 420ish million i think when adjusted for inflation uh, in 1986 and the newest top gun has grossed 486 million and that's just in america mm. worldwide it's 900 million it's going to break a billion it's going to be wow. tom cruise's first billion dollar movie which is nuts those
2: those people that say strike while the iron is hot they're noticed yeah. by their absence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: <laughs> just, just let the fine wine age. Okay, question number five, and it's two all. Closest wins again? Oh, shoot.
1: How is many dollars Tom Cruise's from? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is actually, I, I should have read ahead. I wrote this two weeks ago, okay? <laughs> How much has Top Gun Maverick grossed worldwide? Ha! Memory test, fellas. No. Starts right i heard starts right now
2: Oh, okay what? I, I, i'm so sorry robin I, I, I glossed over you said it was going to be his first billion dollars i'm well, going to say a billion dollars
1: okay it's 900 million dollars
0: martin is closer it's currently should, on 904 million dollars worldwide well there, you go. well there you go
2: that's uh that just shows that uh Reading, listening, listen. and com- listening, and comprehension is a an important part of these quizzes
0: as well. <laughs> I've established that. Um, Do you know also, what, if the
2: room in here was twenty degrees colder, uh, I would be fine. I know. Right I
0: know. Now. You know that <laughs> wouldn't have yeah. happened if the room were twenty degrees it's so cold. Hot. It's <laughs> it's too hot. Hot. My brain has ceased to function. It's too the I'm circuits
1: I'm, I'm are melting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, question number six. It's 3-2 to Martin, but there's plenty of time for Alex mm. to get it back. So, clowder is the collective noun for a group of what? Clowder. Clowder. Like chowder, but with an L. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Clowder. Hmm. Clowder of... Starts right now!
0: Yes, Alex?
2: Well, you mentioned chowder, so I'm going to go a clouder of clams.
0: Is not the right answer.
2: What's that to my knock?
1: I love that buzz. Martin. That good. So good. Guess <laughs> Martin, that's your guess. Um, I'm thinking we speaking about bats recently. I'm gonna go bats. Not bats. Oh. Nice
0: guess though.
2: Yeah.
0: I can give you a clue, but the first clue that comes to mind is definitely a finger on Buzz's clue. Okay. Okay, you ready? Right. You're both sure you're happy with your positioning of your your dot on the timeline. Uh-huh. Yeah, Okay. You wouldn't want to let this we'll out up. of the bag. Oh, I heard, I heard I Martin. I heard Martin. Hey, he
2: you wouldn't buzzed. Want to, um... Why you, like, you, well, you just
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he the sentence? You could, have, you could have stopped. You could have stopped. <laughs> you could have stopped the question. Yeah. You wouldn't let out the bag. So it's, it's cats. It is cats. It's a cloud of cats.
0: It's I Funny that you know mentioned you mentioned bats because obviously uh, the most yeah. recent the Batman film which came out just a couple of months ago has Batman and Catwoman in. and uh, I, I thought huh, funny that you should think of that.
2: Yeah. Uh, Can we just set in stone yeah. that when someone buzzes the question yeah. you cannot stop. speak about buzzing, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure, we can establish that rule. Well, uh, yeah, sure. buzzed, in Episode as soon
1: as you eighty-seven. Started talking. No, no, no. He no, said you uh, cannot he's... let, and I went, "Oh, I know that." we so Yeah, I, I
0: pause, and then he buzzed in. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, right, yeah yep. I think it was all right. right, right. Yeah. Okay, yep. so it's currently, is it four to Martin? Is that it is correct? I believe it's four two three two three two to Martin. Okay. Well, Alex, here's your chance. Here's your chance to get get it back. William Webb Ellis is credited with inventing which sport I heard
1: that would be
0: rugby union it is. Rugby Union, specifically you, Rugby no, Union. Well done. Yeah.
2: I cannot believe you put a Rugby Union question that's, in the quiz. Well, well, I think I've mentioned
1: it before, actually, Alex. That's you know, the name of the World Cup is the William Webellis Cup.
2: That's true, yeah. Why don't that's you true. include I've questions spoken, to, on any of I've my you
1: I've <laughs> spoken to you about this literally, <laughs> literally dozens of times, Alex. I said, when the question about Web- William Ellis comes up, you'll know what to do.
2: <laughs> listening in comprehension, listening yeah. and comprehension. Listening you You folded. You need you, to you stop it. Like out when you talk about... Like a house of cards Made of Swiss cheese
0: (laughs) 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 To be fair I will confess um, I may have Snuck that question In at Question seven (laughs) Because I may have anticipated that mm. Martin would be behind in the quiz at this point. <laughs> Why is that? Well,
1: I've had uh, at
0: least three, if not four, fingers on buzzers questions. And um, Alex is the king of buzzing it's in true. first. So, uh, yeah.
2: but your Martin's magic buzzer is is working for him this week. This is The a, magic knob is really working this out for you. a good one, yeah. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Okay.
0: Fine. So, you're both, you're both ready
2: for the next question? Question number eight.
0: It's yep. uh, 5 2.
2: So I, I, I can still bring it back. But Alex can bring rest. it back. If you get the next yep.
0: three questions right, we're down to the tiebreaker. Okay. okay.
2: Stay true.
0: Get ready for your anatomy. Oh. The axilla is the scientific Ooh. name for which part of the body? The axilia. The
2: axilla. Starts right now. Yes, Alex. Um, the axilla. I'm going to go ears.
0: ears. No, it's not the ears.
2: The axilla. Ax-
1: I think it's gonna be a gonna be a a bone. Yeah. Um axilia, nob, yeah. Uh, no. Um Axilia. I'm gonna go for it's gonna be the face, I think.
0: I'm gonna go for the jaw. It's not the jaw. Uh, I'll give you both a clue. Oh, there isn't a bone. Sorry. The axilia is not a bone.
2: Starts right now. Yes, Alex. Maybe it's my filthy mind working for me, but the way that you said, there's not a bone, makes me think that this is the penis. <laughs> it's not the penis, but
0: well, as I said it, I thought, damn, I wish this were the penis. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
1: not a bone, okay, it's not a bone. It is the armpit.
0: It is the armpit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that makes uh, Martin the winner of the quiz. Uh, Ooh, do you want rather. to do the next two questions? Or of course I do. To...
2: We've never not course, done it. Yeah. I'm, not, gonna, I'm okay. not throwing in the towel. That's fine.
0: All right. Good. Good. I knew you would uh. I knew I could depend on you.
2: <laughs> you don't um, have to stop the match early just because people would be furious.
0: So <laughs> imagine that uh, people would be furious at home. All right. Question number
2: nine. No, I need to regain some dignity.
0: Chronomentrophobia is the, f- is, the- <laughs> is the fear of what? <laughs> right Chronomentrophobia. Yes, Alex. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna say time passing, and I'm saying I mean, that. You... Sorry, no, go for it.
0: So you, you, that's not correct, but you're in the right area.
1: Oh,
2: that's a clue. <laughs> that is a
0: clue, actually. I realize that.
1: You're allowed to buzz in again, Alex, if you want to. <laughs> What's that got to do, my knob? The future.
0: Uh, no, chronometrophobia. Oh, okay. What's that got to do, my knob? All right, uh, Martin, yeah. Getting old. No. Alex, I think you buzzed in too.
2: Yeah, that was going to be my guess. Um chronometrophobia. I'm going to go just just clocks. Just clocks in general.
0: Mm. And, and you'd be correct. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Fear of clocks. Yeah.
2: Chronometrophobia. It's quite of a long way of saying that, chronos- isn't it? Yeah. Comes yeah. from Chronos, the Greek word for time. No, yes.
0: No, no, no. yes. No bonus points there, Alex, but thanks for trying. Please. Please. <laughs> 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 but you know, it's, it's funny because uh, that's presumably a phobia that didn't exist until <laughs> until clocks were invented.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: okay, question number ten, final question, and it's seven three to Martin. It's six so,
2: three, Robin. Okay, calm down. Oh yeah, man.
0: otherwise that would add up, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's it's six three. Sorry, <laughs> six three. Uh, gosh, man, it's just too hot, mate. Too hot. Okay. Speak In this weather, this might actually be useful to know. What is the second largest lake in the world by volume? Like I'll... Right now. What's that going to do, my love? Yes, Martin.
2: I think Alex, Alex oh, buzzed in right, first there.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Lake Superior.
0: Now, a lot of Americans would claim this, but it's not. I will take, um, yeah, I must have a guess, and then
1: uh, I'll give so you. So it's not in America, then?
2: Because you, um, your fact of the week last week was about lakes, Robin. and but it I was. think you mentioned the number one, but I'm not, I can't
1: remember. It was in Siberia, wasn't it? Yeah. I got that far. I did, yeah. Um, oh, goodness, it's not in America, Dan. Is it going to be one of the Great Canadian Lakes, maybe? What about Great Winnipeg?
0: Uh, no, but nice, nice guess. Um, I will, I will accept a country rather than the name of the lake itself. And if you want to guess a continent, I, I will happily guide you in that direction. That. It's really obscure right <laughs> then? Yes, Alex.
2: Oh, Canada.
0: It ain't Canada. Surprisingly.
2: Oh, oh I just ruled that out. Yeah. Oh, China.
0: No, but. <laughs> I mean, it's a, such a big place that yes, so it's yeah, a like reasonable you know, it's guess. Yeah, a big place. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: is it in Africa?
0: It is in Africa.
1: Bum, ba, bum, 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 yeah,
0: I accept a country. Yeah. What's that mm. to my Yes, Martin.
1: Is it in the Central Democratic Republic of Congo? Yes, this
0: exactly. yes, is yeah. Lake, Tang- oh, lake Tanganyika. God, yeah. <laughs> <What>? uh, yeah <laughs> good guess. Um, yeah, Lake Tanganyika. It actually it's actually partly in the it's actually in four different countries. It's it's their their borders meet at this massive lake. Uh, Congo, uh, Tanzania, Burundi and Zambia. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, so you could have guessed any four of those. Any of those four, still, sorry. still though. That's
2: quite a yeah. selection that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, not an easy one. Good and guess. I'm glad I cool. picked up for the question number 10. Bloody hell, what was I thinking when I wrote this quiz? That was, was not so <laughs> great.
2: If
1: that was the decider, <laughs> what the fuck?
0: <laughs> <know. Yeah. laughs> Passed Robin two weeks ago. I was not thinking straight. George,
1: uh, uh, okay. would you like the
0: bonus question? Or have you all been questioned out? Okay. Yeah. Good, well, good. yeah, yeah. And the final score is 7-3 to Martin. Um, well done, Martin. You no,
2: do um, need to rub it in, yeah.
0: But Bonus question is closest wins. Okay. Okay. Think history. In what year did India gain independence from Great Britain? In what year? Okay. Closest wins. Okay. Wow,
2: this is embarrassing. So, this is embarrassing. Was it? I think I may let Martin guess first here. It's very <laughs> kindly of so it, it, It's very very, kind of very kindly that Martin.
1: So, so the Indian forces were still fighting <clears throat> with the British forces in 1953.
0: Is that too late? Well I'll tell you when Alex has had I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it starts right now. Yes, Alex. I was thinking it was very, it was very soon after World War 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go So you're 1953.
0: I'm going to say 1947. It's 1947. No way. Yeah, spot on, Alex. Spot on. Good guess. Well done, sir.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Well done, indeed. (laughs) That gives you uh, the moral victory of being spot on with your answer. But Of course, the actual victory goes to Martin, which means it's six all (laughs) in the overall quiz thing, which means we've had a total of 15 quizzes, I I believe, this season, which would give us a total of... 18 quizzes by the end of the season
1: nice bloody good in, in theory if we have a quiz in every episode
0: <laughs> for the next three episodes we don't actually know if we will <laughs> but we'll try we'll uh try. yeah so thank you fellas for joining me for that really interesting topic and thank you so much for joining me for the quiz i'm sorry about the questions and my delivery of the questions and my spoiling of the questions i enjoyed the quiz i liked uh, the spoiling i helped
2: Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I I didn't enjoy one of the questions aimed solely to deliver Martin an extra point. Sorry. But but, uh, other than that, it was a fantastic quiz.
0: (laughs) And uh, thanks all of you at home for listening to us. Thank you deeply to our Patreon supporters and YouTube members who help keep the channel going. You're wonderfully generous people. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. <laughs>